Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Within the Mist, a hidden place where we walk into the dark and clouded unknown. I am your 13th child host, Gary, here to entertain and inform you about the likes of cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries, with my lovely wife and co-host, Goldie Ann. Hello, Goldie Ann. Hey, Gary. 13 is like an unlucky number, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, Hence the the dogs in the background playing. (laughs) Uh, but there is some humor with today's as well. Oh, yeah? For our humor of the week, Goldie Ann. Oh, God. Did you hear about the dyslexic devil worshiper? Um, 999? No. He's the one that sold his soul to Santa. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty good. I appreciate it. (laughs) I'm impressed. Uh, Every once in a while, I do come out with a good one for you. That's why I keep trying. Yeah. Well, for today's episode, it does contain stories about a monstrous creature that has been known to attack people and livestock in the woods of the Pine Barrens. These may be disturbing to some listeners. We are storytellers who have gathered information on some of our favorite mysteries to bring to you. We don't attempt to scare our listeners on purpose. Well, maybe just a little. Listener discretion is always advised. So now, if you are ready, let's take a walk within the mist. The legends tell of a monster stalking the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. It is a horror made up from the most terrifying characteristics of beasts and, quite possibly, the child of the devil himself. Wow. History has shown that it is immortal and cannot be killed. It is a dragon... A demon, something undefinable, that has been released to run free in the darkness. Today, we discuss the Jersey Devil. Oh, cool. And it is especially for me, since I was once stationed at Fort Monmouth, which is just outside of the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. Oh, yeah? So I got a taste of a lot of the local culture that is involved with our story today. Is that where your daughter saw it? She did uh, believe that she saw something in the woods one time, and it's quite possibly it was the Jersey Devil. That's awesome. Well, needless to say, she didn't walk in the woods alone anymore. (laughs) But let's learn about this creature. Chapter 1, Dragon or Demon. To attempt to describe the Jersey Devil in appearance, you would have to close your eyes and imagine the most terrifying characteristics of the most horrible creatures of your nightmares. Then, you would put all of these features together into a blender and hit parade. What you get back is a creature possessing a horned horse head with the tail of a serpent, long grasping claws on the front feet, and cloven hooves on the back. Gigantic wings are made from the skin of a bat, and its skin is a mixture of scales and fur. All of this is complete with red eyes that burn with intelligence and fire from within. Horror writers would have a difficult time creating a stranger amalgam of nightmarish creatures all crammed into one. It is described as something only the devil could have created. Nature could never have been so cruel nor sadistic enough to design a life like this. Worse still, Its body is shifting 
and seems to take on new features while losing others. In a way, it's suggesting that the creature is metamorphizing into something else. Like a skinwalker? There is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a caterpillar turning into a monster butterfly. Mothman. The Jersey Devil may not be an earthly creature, but, as evidence supports, is something more supernatural. Possibly similar to the Mothman. I'll give you that. Cool. Awesome. It's not, not too often you give me something. Okay, let's take that part out. Harshness. <laughs> Look, this, Anyways. What is this? Listening discretion is advised. <laughs> this evidence would explain the reasons for the descriptions of the creature's physical appearance being so different at so many different times. Since the early 1700s, the Jersey Devil has been looming within the forests of New Jersey and Pennsylvania, where it was said to have killed and mutilated livestock. The creature is believed to still be maturing into its true adult form, or changing to meet its needs of the modern society. But what those needs are remain as mystery. There is nothing natural about the Jersey Devil. To see it is to peer at something from an altered reality, something supernatural, or something demonic. Cool. Now, disbelievers propose that the Jersey Devil sightings are nothing more than a case of mistaken identity. It has been suggested that the creature described by witnesses is actually a sandhill crane, which are known to appear rarely in the Pine Barrens. Okay, sandhill cranes are so sweet and so cute. I can't see somebody mistaking it. To these critics, it's believed that in the dark, flapping wings and mass hysteria can cause you to believe a sandhill crane is the Jersey Devil. Wow. However, the sandhill crane lacks a critical feature that is often reported in Jersey Devil sightings. A tail. Ooh. Plus, the size is not even close to the comparison man size of the Jersey Devil. To those who have seen the creature, they are convinced that it is much more than a bird soaring through the trees of the Pine Barrens at night. Chapter 2, The Land of Dragons New Jersey is considered America's most densely populated state. It has cities lining the eastern shore that contain over 1,200 people per square mile, all crammed together along miles of highways and high-rise buildings. This should threaten the habitat for such a creature as the Jersey Devil. Beyond the coast, however, instead is an open wooded land and bogs that remind people that New Jersey is actually known as the Garden State. This open woodlands is 1,700 square miles of wilderness named the Pine Barrens. The unpopulated region crosses over seven counties and makes up more than one-fifth of the state of New Jersey. That's awesome. Can you, can you go there, like hiking and stuff? And very much so. I have actually gone hiking through there. That's awesome. It is a large forested area, and it received its name due to its two most prominent characteristics. Pine Barrens, first, it is mostly made up of pine trees, and secondly, barren, the soil is so barren that early settlers were unable to grow their crops in the area. 
perhaps this was a clue to its connection to the other world. Because of its inability to support settlements, it was left to continue in its wild state for over a thousand years. Instead, it is very ancient, primordial in fact, with cedar swamps and water that runs through it that is tinged red, like blood, from the iron deposits in the soil. Everything there is just like it has been over the centuries, making it both beautiful and eerie at the same time. This is the perfect home for monsters, perhaps even some that have existed since the dawn of time. Very much a foreshadowing. (laughs) Many of the stories about the Jersey Devil describe its scales and wings, but also possessing a shriek that brings out feelings of dragons. Based on its appearance, the creature does have the guise of a dragon from fairy tales. Is it conceivable that the Jersey Devil is the same creature, the dragon? I've actually never heard the dragon aspect of the Jersey Devil. That's kind of cool. Well, I'm glad I brought something new to the table. You always bring something new to the table. You know more than me. Well, you let me think I do. That's right. Thank you. (laughs) The idea of the Jersey Devil being a dragon may not be as impossible as you would believe. Before the settlers and during the time of the Native American legends, they told tales of strange creatures, much like the Jersey Devil, in that same region. The Native American tribe indigenous to New Jersey, the Lene Lenape, called the region of the Pine Barrens by a different name long before Europeans reached the shores of New Jersey. They named these forests Popessing, which translates to place of the dragon. <laughs> to them, this was home to the powers and creatures unnatural. To consider that the Jersey Devil is a dragon is fascinating and does hold a lot of weight if you consider in the Native American legends. It still has the problem, however, that there is still no proof or any fossil evidence discovered that proves dragons ever existed. On the other hand, There is evidence left in the fossils for another creature that was dragon-like and impressively bears a resemblance to the Jersey Devil. Okay. Science has proven the existence of flying reptiles known as pterosaurs from millions of years ago. These were fundamentally living dragons of their time. They had the elongated snout, very similar to a horse, bat-like skin wings, and long reptilian tails. These are the basic characteristics of every tale told about the Jersey Devil. Perhaps the Jersey Devil legend began with the sightings by an early settler within the Pine Barrens of a living pterosaur. We'll be back after a quick break. This podcast is the result of years of phenomenological trial and error. It is the product of attempt after attempt after attempt. It is also the product of years of introspective analysis, brought on by the occurrence of the strange and seemingly impossible. It began as an inquiry into the nature of reality. It is not a work of fiction. It is a work intended to be scrupulously followed for the desired results. Only a mind free of any doubt will accomplish the task of synthetically producing a glitch. Learn how, 
on how to create a glitch in the matrix. So how long ago was Pterosaur, though? Wouldn't that be, like, prehistoric? Very much, millions of years ago. In fact, that is the major problem of considering the Jersey Devil is a pterosaur, because that would require that these dinosaurs survived millions of years. And odds are we probably would have discovered the skeletal remains of dead dinosaurs in the wild, if not the actual dinosaurs themselves in the sky. True. If science, even if it bends the law slightly, cannot define the Jersey Devil as a dinosaur or a dragon, then perhaps there is an explanation for Jersey Devil, one that explains why it looks like a dragon, and that connects directly to the story of Mother Leeds. Oh, I've heard that name. Well, you're going to hear it a lot more in Chapter 3, The Birth of the Devil. Most cryptids, such as Bigfoot, Chupacabra, even the Mossman, they don't have an origin story about when, where, or how the legend got started. The Jersey Devil, however, has a specific story that connects to it. If the story is true, then we know the details of its very birth and even its relatives. It was on the 13th of the month in Leeds Point, New Jersey, 1735. The sky rumbled and quaked within the most violent thunderstorm that any of the residents of the Leeds Point could ever remember. Deborah Leeds, known affectionately as Mother Leeds to the population, was lying in her bed about to give birth to a 13th child. Mother Leeds was a healer and a midwife, and if stories are true, she was a witch in the truest sense of the word. Not a worshiper of Satan, but an actual practitioner of the religion, paganism. Cool. The belief in witchcraft was rampant in the early 1700s New Jersey. Fear of it was strong. The witch trials in Salem were not far to the north where people were being persecuted for witchcraft. Accused women had been put on trial and tested. Those convicted were being hanged on a regular basis. Mother Leeds' practices, however, were overlooked as she only sought to help her community with whatever charms and herbs she dispensed to the people. And they loved her for it. Despite the majority of the village supporting Mother Leeds, there were some who believed that her witchcraft went far outside pagan rituals and was something much, much more malevolent. That doesn't fit into everything else known about the woman who did, in fact, actually historically exist. To me, perhaps there is a different narrative to her story. Instead of serving the devil or making a deal with him, she may have been in a constant struggle against the dark forces. If you think about it, she must have been quite powerful in her magic. So powerful, in fact, that one of the explanations Mother Leeds was well-liked as a healer or a witch was the fact that she had given birth to 12 children <laughs> with no miscarriages or stillbirths, which is rare today, but almost unheard of during the colonial time. At 50 years old, she was finished having children after the birth of the 12th. Damn straight. But suppose there was a battle between Leeds and the devil. Perhaps he created the 13th pregnancy 
which was unplanned and very difficult for Mother Leeds. No matter what medicine she fixed or what charm she used, she suffered pain that never stopped during the entire length of her pregnancy. The 13th unborn child was unlucky, possibly doomed because of the number. The number 13th is generally agreed to be cursed, with reasons being that Judas was the 13th guest at the Last Supper, or another connotation to the lucky on 13, is that it was on a Friday the 13th that a secret plot against the Knights Templar, those protectors of the Holy Grail, were persecuted and eventually wiped out. 13 became connected to the demonic, or Satan, Mother Leeds knew she was battling the supernatural and it would come down to a battle of wills. Unfortunately, as powerful as a good witch Mother Leeds may have been, she was only human. On the night of the 13th, as the baby emerged from the womb, the pain was so great that she lost her focus and cried out, Let this child be a devil. It was only a momentarily slip, but blasphemy can have tragic effects, especially during this period of history in the belief systems of religions at that time. Words hold power, and for one with power such as Mother Leeds had, it was the opening for the devil to take possession of the child. Okay, but what not ready? Like I said, it's possible that Mother Leeds was trying to bring it to the good side and right. the devil was trying to bring it to the bad side. And it was this one sentence that tipped the scales on the side of evil. Yeah. You did this to me! Exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure any woman of our audience who's ever given birth would know how severe and how tempting it is to make that exact same statement. <laughs> to Mother Leeds, she gave birth to a perfectly normal human baby. It was wrapped in a towel and presented to her who had calmed down now after the birthing was complete, her words all but forgotten. As soon as the umbilical cord was severed, the infant began to cough and choke. Its skin turned green and scaly like a serpent. Ew. Its body began to bulge and bubble within its mother's arms until she just couldn't hold it any longer. The blanket fell away and the head became like a horse. Fingers shriveled into hooves. Great wings unfurled from its shoulder blades, and it now took flight around the room, thrashing a dragon-like tail behind it to smash anything on shelves or on the walls. That's crazy. The baby continued to grow in size until it was the same as a man. Taking one last evil look at its mother with red eyes, it screamed in an unholy voice and made its way up the chimney into the storm skies below. The devil had beaten Mother Leeds and released the Jersey Devil onto the world. That's crazy. And Terrifying and crazy. Well, and this feels like the plot of a horror movie, except Deborah Leeds was a real person. And she even has living descendants today who believe that there is truth to this unbelievable story going back 10 generations. I mean, how would it feel to be 
thought of that you have a relative that is the Jersey Devil in the woods. That'd be weird. Here's what makes it even weirder. The fact is, the form of a dragon is connected to the Lee's family crest, which has a wyvern, a huh. smaller version of a dragon on their actual herald. This form of a dragon is part of their emblem, of their identity. So it is plausible that its cursed form was also connected to that part of the family's history. The Jersey Devil, with the story that Satan may have fathered the baby, brings the legend to a whole other level. Wow. Chapter 4, Historical Encounters. Historical Encounters. These are ones that have been documented in the early history. Because what happened to Mother Leeds and the population afterwards was lost to time. But the creature would make his presence known at various points of history. Through crop failures, droughts, cows not producing milk, all of these were said to be the doing of the Jersey Devil. There would be historic periods and observations made by very credible eyewitnesses through the years. One of the first reported Jersey Devil sightings was in 1812, when Joseph Bonaparte, Napoleon's older brother, claimed he saw the Jersey Devil while hunting near his Bordentown estate. The story was written down and follows as, quote, One snowy afternoon, I was hunting alone in the woods near my home when I spotted some strange tracks on the ground. They looked like the tracks of a two-footed donkey. Bonaparte noticed that one foot was slightly larger than the other. He followed the tracks, but they ended abruptly, as if the creature had flown away. He stared at the tracks for a long time, trying to figure out what the strange animal might be. At that moment, Bonaparte heard a strange hissing noise. Turning, he found himself face to face with a large winged creature with a horse-like head and bird-like legs. Astonished and frightened, the soldier froze and stared at the beast, forgetting that he was carrying a rifle. For a moment, neither of them moved. Then the creature hissed at him, beat its wings, and flew away. So now we have the older brother of Napoleon, conqueror of the known world, making statements that he had an encounter with the Jersey Devil. That's cool. Also, in the early parts of the 1800s, U.S. Navy Commodore Stephen Decatur was testing artillery cannons on a firing range in New Jersey's Hanover Millworks. It was then that he saw a creature matching the description of the Jersey Devil flying across the sky. In his report of the incident, Decatur wrote that he fired his cannons at the monster. As it soared in the air, he knew that he had hit his target, but the cannonball passed right through the monster with no effect. We'll be back after a quick break. Base, we've got an animal approximately seven and a half feet tall, human-like arms and legs. The face is not like that of a man or an ape, but something in between. Additionally, the hands have sparse hair, yet the palms are bare. 
with five digits, including an opposable human-like thumb. However, this creature is not human. Repeat, not human. Subscribe to Bigfoot Classified today as we explore what may be the biggest Bigfoot cover-ups in history. Visit BigfootClassified.com and subscribe to Bigfoot Classified, available where you get your podcast. That happens a lot in cryptids. They fire and they miss. Or it hits and it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. In this case, he watched the cannonball fire from the ground. Should have struck the Jersey Devil mid-chest, but it went right through it as if the creature was a ghost. Awesome. Because no mortal creature could have survived as many attacks as the Jersey Devil has had purportedly taken over the years. Both men, Bonaparte and Decatur, deduced that the only way that the devil could possibly survive was that it was not of this realm. The Jersey Devil may be immortal and... For that reason, impossible to kill. Chapter 5, The Great Jersey Devil Scare of 1909. So if you thought the story was weird to this point, hold on to your butt. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the Jersey Devil's most infamous reign of fear occurred during the third week of January in the year 1909. So during one week, Thousands of people's stories over 30 different counties throughout the southern New Jersey and Pennsylvania were printed in newspapers, which they refer to the beast as the Leeds Devil. Wow. I said that just makes it true to me. And it does really support that because Philadelphia and New Jersey newspapers were bursting with eyewitness stories and even illustrations of the thing they claimed to have seen. One of the most attention-grabbing details about the 1909 Philadelphia Inquirer illustration is that it looks exactly like a hammerhead bat. And I have a picture here. On the left is the Jersey Devil. On the right is a hammerhead bat. So now you're telling me it's not true. No, I'm telling you that there's very large similarities between the two. The bat's head is the perfect copy of the Jersey Devil, and both possess wings. The only problem with this theory is that the hammerhead's wingspan is only three feet long, half of the Jersey Devil. Plus, the bat has no tail and is only found in Africa, so it would be very difficult for it to make its way to New Jersey in 1909. Yeah, and I guess if it was, it would be in, like, you know, indigenous species. And people bringing things over, not supposed to be, but they'd still be around if that was the case. They'd be everywhere. It is very interesting to look at the two and see the similarities, but the Jersey Devil seems to be so much more. Can I bring up the fact that it's kind of cute? The what? The Jersey Devil? Um, The bat. Oh, the hammerhead bat? Yeah, it's kind of one of those ugly cute, you know, so ugly that it's cute. So I guess that would kind of mean the Jersey Devil's kind of cute, too. Yeah, except the Jersey Devil generally looks at you with flaming red eyes, drooling, <laughs> you know, from his fangs, and having claws, and being, you know, the child of a devil. So these tend to downgrade the cuteness factor of the creature, <laughs> at least for those who believe it to be real. 
other people will agree with you. One of the people that was involved in the 1909 scare was Superintendent Robert D. Carson of the Philadelphia Zoo, who offered $10,000, which was a large amount of money as a reward of the time, for the devil's capture. The reward remained uncollected. You could open the newspaper on any day during that period to read about the latest sightings. Some of the headlines that I pulled out involved one, Claudius P. Whedon, who was woken up by banging on his door at 217 Brunswick Avenue. He flung open his bedroom window, heard wings flapping, and looked outside to see strange tracks imprinted in the snow. Cloven hoof prints. Another article was about a church-going couple in Gloucester. Quote, never of them having ever tasted Applejack, the Trenton Times reported that they saw the devil banging around on top of their backyard shed. People were reporting that their farm animals were not just being killed, but mangled and mutilated. Posses of residents began carrying their guns around. Everyone was convinced that this creature was dangerous, was threatening, and was going to kill. So from this point, it hasn't killed anything. Right? It's killed livestock. Okay, yeah. And it has been... No people, though. Well, there are people have disappeared. And although That's you probably can't, Bigfoot. You can't... Well, okay, that's <laughs> possible, but you're getting more Jersey Devil sightings than you are of Bigfoot sightings. In fact, a few reports came out that the police in the towns of Camden, New Jersey, and Bristol, Philadelphia... Both sighted the creature and fired their guns at the beast. Once again, the bullet seemed to pass right through the creature. For many people, to include yourself, Goldianne, <laughs> the Great Jersey Devil Scare of 1909 provides perfect evidence in the existence of the creature. A thousand people had reported seeing the monster. Could a thousand people be wrong? No. <laughs> And that's where you're, that's how you vie it as evidence as well. Chapter six, the modern sightings. After 1909, the Jersey Devil's appearances in recent years may be no less mysterious and terrifying, but they have been a lot less often. To have seen the creature today would mean that witnesses are facing a monster that is nearly 300 years old. Modern eyewitnesses of the Jersey Devil reported attacking livestock or he's seen pursuing a herd of deer. It's said to be very nocturnal and it's even attacked cars. The exact nature and motive of the Jersey Devil attacks is still unknown, but the general public believe that the creature is very evil. Just as it was true in the 1700s, the presence of the Jersey Devil as a harbinger of disasters, such as crops dying, terrible storms, plagues, and even death. Most people are very terrified of it. When it comes to the Jersey Devil, there is little doubt in the minds of eyewitnesses that they are seeing a true demonic entity. Some of these stories include the one in 1927, when a cab driver got a flat tire in the middle of the night in Salem City, New Jersey. This was years before electric streetlights, and the street would have been extremely dark 
and the woods of the Pine Barrens were surrounding him. He got out of his car to change the tire, but the terrifying creature emerged from the woods and tried to snatch him. Screeching and screaming the entire time, the driver got back into the car, but the Jersey Devil pounded on the roof as if it was trying to pry its way inside. It probably was. The taxi driver later reported the incident to the police, claiming that he saw the Jersey Devil. Of course, nothing ever came of it. The Devil still extends its territory beyond the Pine Barrens, such as in 1972 in southern New Jersey's Green Tree Road, which is a very long street that runs through several towns. Here, a woman named Mary Ritzer Christensen was leaving the town of Blackwood, she was heading towards Glassboro when she spotted a creature crossing the road in her rearview mirror. The animal was roughly 25 feet away from the back of her car. It had the head of a horse and woolly haunches like a goat. But it stood upright like a man and had a set of leathery wings. As she watched, the Jersey Devil began to make its way towards her car. She slammed her foot on the gas pedal and basically raced out of there. Do you blame her? No. And even more modern sightings include the Wharton State Forest, which is smack dab in the middle of the Pine Barrens. In 1980, the chief forest ranger named Alan McFarland was called out to the South Jersey farm near the Wharton State Forest. It seems the entire pack of the farmer's pigs had been brutally slaughtered in the middle of the night. The back of each pig's head had been eaten as if something perched on their backs and ate their brains. Their backs were scratched, but whatever killed the pigs left the rest of the body alone and moved on to the next animal in the pack. Wow. The mystery was never solved. Locals believe that the only possible explanation to this case is that the Jersey Devil must have done it. Eyewitnesses confirm that the Jersey Devil is still alive and very actively terrifying the local population. But what about the population that sees it more like Goldie Ann does? <laughs> kind of cute. Yeah. Chapter 7, The Mascot in Popular Culture. <laughs> Today, the Jersey Devil has gone from being a legend that frightens children to a piece of pop culture for the residents of New Jersey. There is a strange blend of people who believe that the creature is a malevolent monster and others who view it as the mascot for New Jersey with pride. If any place was going to have a state demon, then New Jersey would have their Jersey Devil. New Jersey's native rock superstar Bruce Springsteen even had a song about the creature which he released as a download-only single on October 31, 2008. He presented this as a Halloween treat on his website. That's cool. I didn't know that. Well, I'm not a big Springsteen fan, but... Well, for the population of New Jersey, he even included a handwritten note that said, Dear friends and fans, if you grew up in Central or South Jersey... You grew up with the Jersey Devil. Here's a little musical Halloween treat. Have fun. Signed, Bruce Springsteen. Do you so, have it? 
You can go to the site and still download it. Huh. I might have to listen to it. Absolutely. It'd be a perfect Halloween song. In addition to rock stars, the local hockey team are known as the New Jersey Devils, which were taken directly from the Pine Barrens legends. Their name was selected through a fan contest after their move to Newark, New Jersey in, interestingly, October of 2007. (laughs) Of course. Yes, so October was a perfect month for them to be renamed as the New Jersey Devils. October's just the perfect month. Now, the image of their mascot, named NJ Devil, can be seen on merchandise across the state and the country. There doesn't seem to be a town in New Jersey that doesn't have some business, such as a restaurant or even a dry cleaner, that isn't named in some way after the New Jersey Devil. Dry cleaner? Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. I'd get my stuff done there. And that's what they're kind of counting on. New Jersey residents do take a pride and are attracted to things that are connected to the New Jersey Devil. Even Six Flags Great Adventure Theme Park has a Jersey Devil roller coaster, which is the world's fastest and longest single rail coaster. The Jersey Devil Coaster, which opened on June 13th of 2021, makes its way through the park and hits maximum speeds and twists and turns. It reaches speeds of 58 miles an hour with a 130-foot drop, towering 13 stories high. Jeez. The coaster takes riders over 3,000 feet of track. Do we have anything here like that? Anything... Unfortunately, here in Central Florida, you'll have to talk to Disney and Universal about creating a Jersey Devil attraction. Well, yeah, 130-foot drop. How long is that? I don't know. Uh, Like this says, it's 13 stories high. I wonder what our drops are. This doesn't claim to be the highest roller coaster. It's just 13 stories tall. Its claim is that it is the fastest and longest, 3,000 feet is pretty long, single rail roller coaster. I wonder how long it takes to finish it. Probably pretty quick if it's going 58 miles an hour. Moreover, the Jersey Devil's fanciful or mythical nature is explored in numerous works of fantasy and makes its appearance in television shows and cartoons. This includes The X-Files, The Jersey Devil Video Game, The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, all portray the Jersey Devil in one manner or another. While many who are convinced that the Jersey Devil is terrifying real, the image of the creature has taken on the personality of being a fun, harmless local ghost story. So maybe that's why there's not so many sightings now. Maybe that's what he wanted. He he just wants to be loved. Just wants a hug. And for 300 years he's just been looking for a hug? Yeah, it could happen. Well... That completes my story part, but I've already mentioned how the Jersey Devil is such an integral part of popular culture. I wasn't sure how much more I should add. I needed to provide some Jersey Devil movies for you to enjoy in the dark. There were so many for me to pick out a double feature that I decided this time on three movies. First, I would choose the last broadcast. I saw that. Of 1998. That's pretty good. It's a found footage movie. Exactly. I mean, the plot of this horror documentary style movie is that it's about a film crew that ventures into the forest in search of the mythical Jersey Devil. 
And of course, being a horror movie, terrible things will happen. (laughs) The movie deals with a supernatural horror more than the creature, but it can be quite frightening and suspenseful. It's pretty good. Kind of along the lines of the Blair Witch Program? Uh, Or just another found found footage? Yeah, just another one. I mean, they're all pretty good. All right, well then try this one. Second choice is The Barrens, which was made in 2012, obviously named after the Pine Barrens. This is a horror film about a father who goes on a camping trip with his family. He soon believes that they are being stalked by the Jersey Devil creatures. Not sure if I've seen that one. I mean, 2012, I probably have. Well, despite his conviction that he is seeing the creature, people around him don't believe it. This one is really suspenseful and really captures the Jersey Devil as a supernatural monster. It has a lot of twists and scary turns to it. My third and last choice is the Leeds Point, which was made in 2008. Again, another horror movie in which the residents of Leeds Point, New Jersey, believe that they have a serial killer, a madman on the loose. Chase is the suspected killer, but he is joined by a reporter who promises to help him find the real killer. They will encounter the something lurking in the woods and will change Chase Jackson's life forever. These three movies should keep you sleepless for a while, but there are so many more that involve the Jersey Devil mythology. If I forgot your favorite, please let me know in our social media. So, what are some of your final opinions, Goldie Ann? Well, it's definitely a good story. It always has been. I mean, I love the little bits here and there that I've gotten from it. But I think I like yours the best. This has Aww. been a really good broadcast. You're going to make me blush. Oh. I really like the tie-in with dragons. I never knew about the original name for the Pine Barrens being Land of Dragons. Right, me neither. In that the Native Americans had already seen dragon-like creatures or pterosaurs flying in the skies of the area long before the Jersey Devil legend got started. Yeah, that's a, that's crazy. It's a very strange coincidence. So This has been a very convincing podcast. Oh, thank you. I like this one. Especially since it's supernatural. It's not biological. I mean, how can a thousand people be wrong? I don't know whether the Jersey Devil is a lost dinosaur or a mythological dragon or even a supernatural demon. It is an amazing story to pursue. There are so many questions and the idea that it is still out there in such a wide area of empty woodlands is a bit terrifying. Well, being sure to watch the forest of the Pine Barrens for devils I suppose this is a good time to make our way back out of the mist and bring this episode to a close. Special thanks to David Facilian and Facilian Studios for the introduction music. We would like to ask you to please leave us a review or some of the comments about your own Jersey Devil movies on the Provac. We would like to ask you to please leave us a review on the podcast provider you are listening to this podcast on to help promote our show. We are on social media and would love to hear your stories and opinions about encounters with creatures like the Jersey Devil of your own. Plus, tell us your favorite Jersey Devil movie. You can reach us on our Facebook page, Within the Mist Podcast. 
We are also on Instagram and Twitter. Plus, we have an email at withinthemistpodcast at gmail.com for any of you who would like to share. We love stories and hearing about your own personal experiences. In addition, for those of you who may need a daily dose of cryptids and ghosts, we have a TikTok channel which just completed its 200th video. That means you have 300 stories about cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. We hope you enjoyed our stories about the Jersey Devil, and we'll come again for another episode. Until then, remain constantly curious. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.